Hey, friends, son on Redneck here. Kevin's podcast show done put me up in one of these weird whirly birds. We're flying all over East Tennessee looking down at things, and we're seeing what's going on. But I reckon the show's about to start, so we're going to sit her down. So let's get on with the show right now. And now it's time for entertainment news. Come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Alan Bauer has a very successful business. Okay, Bauer, you're ruined. You're finished. You're a ghost in this business. How'd you like some bananas at cost? Deal. He's got the wisdom and support of his brother, Freddy. I just want to meet a woman. I want to meet a woman and I want to fall in love. Not much. And worst of all, Alan Bauer feels with all his heart that he doesn't have one. Something in here is not working. There are worse organs not to be working. We're two in God, Massachusetts. And then, one day, accidentally. From out of the blue, it happens. That's part of the trailer for Splash from 1984 with Tom Hanks and John Candy and Daryl Hannah. And if any of you old people out there are like me, that was a really great movie. But if you listen to the trailer, you think to yourself, what the hell were we thinking? But anyway, they're remaking this sucker. That's exactly right. They are remaking Splash because, well, they're out of ideas in Hollywood. 35 years later, they've decided to remake it, and here's the article. It comes from IndieWire. Splash remake with Channing Tatum is happening. Channing Tatum is happening soon, says Jillian Bale. Uh, Channing Tatum, I have a hard time saying his name for some reason or other. Channing Tatum may have made quite a splash with the announcement that he would lead a remake of the iconic 1984 classic comedy, but so far the news has created more of a ripple effect than a tsunami. The news of the remake came hot on the heels of the 2015 dance comedy Magic Mike XXL, which proved audiences can't get enough of objectifying the dancer-turned-actor. Tatum's 22 Jump Street co-star Jillian Bell is also attached to the gender-swapped reboot. Well, it's that interesting. And in a visit to the IndieWire Studios presented by Dropbox, she said the project is still chugging along. It's been written currently, so we hope to get to make it within the next couple of years, Bill said. Pausing briefly, briefly, I think it's happening. I'm really excited about it. Come on, people. Come up with new ideas. Please, pretty please, pretty please with sugar on top. All right, let's see what else is happening. The Screen Actors Guild, or the SAG Awards, were held Sunday night. And let's just go over a list of the winners uh, of the SAG Awards in all the different categories. Uh, For Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role, we had Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. I I don't disagree with that. I saw the movie, and I wasn't wasn't overly enjoyed with the movie. It's a good movie, don't get me wrong, but that dude really nailed it that part in my opinion so i agree with that one outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role was glenn close the wife 
I didn't see that, so I can't really comment on it. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role is Mahershala Ali in Green Book. It's, uh, it's a book about uh, uh, this unlikely friendship between a black guy and a white guy back in the Jim Crow days. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. It's okay. Uh, outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role, Emily Blunt, for A Quiet Place. Uh, that movie was really interesting. I thought that was a decent take, and unlike these uh, remakes of all these movies that they're coming out with, this one was unique, and it was uh, really uh, novel in its in its st- storytelling, and, and she did a good job, so I don't disagree with that. Outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture was uh, Black Panther. I don't know. Everybody seems to be screaming and yelling about Black Panther, and I enjoyed that movie. I really did. I like all the Marvel movies. I'm I'm a big Marvel fan. I'm not a huge DC fan, but I didn't think it was that good. But, I mean, it's good, but come on. All right, outstanding performance by a male actor in a television movie or miniseries. Um, we had Darren Criss from The Assassination of uh, Gianni Versace. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a television movie or miniseries, uh, Patricia Arquette, Escape from uh, Dan and Mora. And I believe that has something to do with um, maybe a psychological ward or something like that, and Patricia Arquette would fit right into that deal. I've got it on my queue to watch. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a drama series, Jason Bateman, Ozark. Yes! Yes, yes, absolutely. Jason Bateman is awesome in that show. All right, outstanding performances by a female actor in a drama series, Sarah Sandra O oh in Killing Eve. I didn't watch that. I don't care for Sandra O. Oh. Um, I will say Laura Linney was overlooked from Ozark, and she gave a spectacular performance. If you not watched Ozark, folks, you should really watch it. I think there's three seasons out now. Two or three seasons, I don't, I don't remember, but it's an amazing series, and I recommend it highly. Outstanding performance by a male actor in a comedy series, Tony Shalhoub in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. That show's pretty good. It grew on me. I had to watch a few episodes, but after a while, it, it came to me, and I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. I liked uh, The Marvelous, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. It's a pretty good show. I'm not quite Jewish enough to get all the jokes or New York enough to get all the jokes, but it's still, it's a good show. Well acted, well written, I like it. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a comedy series, Rachel Bronznahan. Bronznahan? Yeah, Bronznahan, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She plays the titular character on that show. Pretty good actress. Uh, She's cute. She does a good job, and um, so I like it. Outstanding performance by an ensemble cast in a uh, drama series, This Is Us. Outstanding performance by by an ensemble cast in a comedy series, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't disagree with that, because I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of uh, strong performances in that show, and you you begin to understand them, and they they get a little quirky and that sort of thing, and and it grows on you. And it's a really good show. It's infectious. And I will give a shout-out right there to uh, Alex Borstein. She voices uh, Peter's wife on Family Guy, Lois Griffin. Uh, She's voiced that for a long time. She used to be on Mad TV. She is great as uh, uh, Mrs. Maisel's manager on that show. So check her out. Outstanding action 
performance by a stunt ensemble in a comedy or drama series, Glow. Uh, that's a show about the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And it's it's a docudrama sort of about the show is actually real back in the 80s if y'all old as i am you remember uh, back in the 80s they had glow the gorgeous ladies of wrestling and this tells the story and the, from what i can tell it's it's pretty uh pretty close pretty on on point i think there's two seasons and they've re-upped it for another season so that's a pretty good show i recommend it and i don't disagree with that they did they did some good stunts on that show all right, and finally, we have the outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a motion picture. No kidding, Black Panther. And that really did have a lot of uh, of stunts and stuff in it, but I don't know how it beat Mission Impossible Fallout. Okay, those are the winners of the SAG Awards, and that is entertainment news for today. Stand by for the Unknown Redneck. Hey friends, Unknown Redneck here on Kevin's Podcast Show. I want to tell y'all a little story. Happened to me when I was a little old boy. And I was going to school there and I had this little fella in my class. And Well, me and him didn't get along. We kindly fussed and argued like, you know, like little boys do sometimes. And I was arguing and fussing with him. And I don't remember what name I called him, but I called him some kind of name. And I got in a little bit of trouble there. And, of course, they called my mom and dad. And fortunately for me, my dad didn't come down there because he'd have whooped my hind end. And I wouldn't like that for sure, but now my mama come down there and they talked to the principal a little bit there. And I don't, I don't remember exactly what I said to the little boy, but somehow or another I made him feel bad about his, uh, I guess his situation. I thought I was a little better than him. I was kind of being a little uppity there. Uh, thought I was a little better because maybe I had a little better clothes or something like that. Not that we had any kind of money because we didn't have no kind of money, that's for sure. But I thought I was a little better than him and anyway, we, we th- hashed things out there. I got a little, I don't remember what they did to us. They put me in something i got a little trouble there i don't remember exactly what it was didn't get a paddling i know that but anyhow my mama took me home and we was riding down the road and she said i want to tell you something she said i want you to know something right now you ain't no better than anybody else i kind of expected that then she said but you're just as good and i have that stuck with me for my entire life you ain't no better than anybody else but you're just as good now you think about that youngins for just a minute think about it real hard we ain't no better than nobody else but we are just as good we value people out here. We try to, nowadays in this 2019 environment we've got going on and all this social media and interwebs and Facebook and Face Space or whatever it's called out there, and people just is constantly talking about how this one's worse than that one and all that sort of thing. Well, it ain't true. Everybody's just as good as everybody else. They ain't better people or worse people. They're just different people. So that's just a little redneck philosophy coming at you today from the unknown redneck, and you know where I am. That's sage advice from the unknown redneck, that's for sure. Okay, let's jump right into some something great in the volunteer state. And now, something great in the volunteer state. Dateline, Kentucky Lake, Tennessee. That is audio from Paula Kathy Smith, 
a Tennessee woman who caught a monster 88-pound catfish at Kentucky Lake. Paula Kathy Smith broke her personal record for the largest catch, and she got the whole thing on video. Her recent fishing trip was anything but ordinary. She reeled in what Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agencies called a river monster, a massive catfish weighing in at 88 pounds. The agency shared her trip to Kentucky Lake and her big catch on their social media pages. Smith recorded the whole thing from the moment she realized she had something hooked to when she returned the fish to the lake. She shared the video on her Facebook page with the caption, This is awesome. I've never in my life seen a fish this big, Smith said in the video. As she was reeling the fish in, you could see her rod straining underneath the weight. In fact, the fish was so large that it broke the net they used to lift it onto the boat. Smith could barely contain her excitement as they weighed the fish and freed it from the line. According to the scale they used, the catfish clocked in at 88 pounds, making it Smith's personal record. She posed in the back of the boat with the beast laid across her lap, a smile never leaving her face. When asked if she was ready to go home, Smith emphatically agreed that her mission has been accomplished. I just wanted a big fish. Congratulations to Miss Paula Kathy Smith. And that is something great in the volunteer state. I'm happy to report that I've hit 100 subs. Thank you for your support. Now you first 99 can say that you knew Jason before he became YouTube famous. Seriously though, thank you for subscribing. Appreciate the love and I'm so flattered that you like me. That's just a little sampling from my buddy Jason Albert who has the YouTube channel Jason Albert TV. I highly recommend you go to his channel. Check him out. Subscribe, like, give him some love. Tell him you heard about it on Kevin's podcast show. I would really appreciate that. Do a little cross promotion here. Jason Albert is a funny guy. And if you like quirky, funny humor, that's the channel to go to. I also want to give a shout out to my buddy Drew McSalty. He has the Shift Ender podcast, which is a podcast about emergency medical services, the ambulance service, those guys you see out picking up people and saving lives. Well, it's a little inside dope on that deal. If you're interested in something like that, if any of that ever crosses your mind that you might want to be an EMT or a paramedic, maybe you want to check out this podcast before you do it because they'll give you some inside dope. And it's not always good. There's a lot of bitching and complaining going on. Not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes you got to just get some stuff off your chest. But anyway, I highly recommend Drew McSalty's podcast, Shift Ender Podcast. Also, his buddy Morton Salt, who is his co-host on occasion. And I certainly appreciate their cross-promotion and their help. And I also want to give a shout-out to Weird Tennessee on Facebook. That's uh, my buddy Mike Wood. He runs that page, and he's got some great stories on there. It's wonderful stuff, and I really do appreciate reading his page. It's where I get a lot of my stories for Something Great in the Volunteer State, and Weird Tennessee is the place to go on Facebook. Also, I want to give you a couple of uh, places you can find me. I realized that I neglected to do that, and I promised to do that. I'm going to give you some email addresses and my Twitter handle and that sort of thing, so I want, you to, I want to hear from you. You can reach me at Kevin's Podcast Show at gmail.com. That's all one word, Kevin's Podcast Show at gmail.com. And you can also get me at Podcast Kevin on Twitter, at Podcast Kevin on Twitter. Come out and see me, shoot me a tweet, shoot me an email, let me know what you think. You can also get on the Anchor Podcast app and leave me a message. If you leave a message on there, more than likely it's going to get played on one of my episodes. So, you know, you don't have to tell your name. And if you don't want me to play your message, that's fine. Just tell me that you don't want to, and I won't do it. I promise. 
That's how that works, folks. You make me famous, I'll make you famous. I think we're coming up on about, mm, I don't know, 15 or 16 minutes. So this, this episode's running a little bit short, so we're going to add in a little bonus episode here at the end of Something Great in a Volunteer State with a little weird Tennessee news. Dateline, Crossville, Tennessee. A kidnapped hamster has led to the arrest of two individuals. A disturbance at a Kroger's in Crossville last Friday morning resulted in two arrests. According to the report from Crossville Police Department, 26-year-old Heather Marie Hasler of Crossville ran in and out of the store claiming a male had kidnapped her hamster and was going to kill it. Police went to a car in the parking lot where they encountered 46-year-old Asa Dave Kaliti of Crossville looking for the hamster. Officers say both were under the influence of some type of narcotic. A snort straw with white residue was allegedly located. Police arrested both for public intoxication. No kidding. Public intoxication. Somehow or another, almost every story we have about where Tennessee ends with they were arrested for public intoxication. And there you have it. That's another weird Tennessee news story. And I guess to finish up this podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the libertarian point of view when it comes to immigration. You know, a lot of people out there, they're talking about build that wall, build that wall, and that sort of thing. And that's all well and fine. If that's what you believe, then, you know, I'm not really smart enough to be able to say don't build the wall. Because in the grand scheme of things, if you're talking about $5.7 billion, which is what President Donald Trump is wanting, you're talking about on a budget. Let's just imagine your budget was you know, $400. That would be $5.70 worth of that budget. I mean, it's really a minuscule amount of money. The problem that I have with building a wall is the ongoing process of having the maintenance, the maintaining of it. Uh, How much is that going to cost us? How much more money is that? I'm for open borders. Bring these people in. I mean, vet these people. I mean, set up a way to vet them vet the the whole process and make sure that they're good people that's coming in i mean we don't want criminals of course Uh, ms-13 and all those sort of things the rapists the drug dealers the all these things that donald trump keeps talking about it's a little bit of a fear-mongering thing in my opinion but i do believe that we should allow people to come into this country when we've always allowed people to come into this country and so what if they come in here these are the only two caveats that I, i have about coming into this country number one Learn to speak English. This is our country. If I moved to France, I would learn to speak French. That's just bottom line. So if you come to America, no matter where you come from, learn to speak English. That's number one. And the other thing is get a job. Get a job and pay taxes. You get a job and pay taxes, I don't give a shit what you do in this country. I don't care. As long as you obey the laws and you're not messing with me, you're a productive member of our society and you're paying taxes, why should I care what you do? It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. You can fly the Mexican flag all day long. As long as you're paying taxes, you have every right to do that. And besides that, you can never really close the borders. I mean, think about the Berlin Wall. They split the uh, city of Berlin right down the middle. It used to have East uh, Germany and West Germany. Now, I know some of y'all may not be old enough to remember that, but Germany was split in two after World War II. It was uh, divvied up among the, the allies, the winners of Russia and NATO. And the United States used to have a lot of guards on that border. But people still got across it. They still came across that border. A lot of them got shot. That's true. But, I mean, a lot of people escaped. And why did they escape? Because they wanted to come across. So 
I don't necessarily think that a wall, I mean, I've been thinking about it really hard. First, I was like, eh, build a wall, why not? Well, now I'm thinking, well, what's the point? What's the point? Let's just set our military up down there. And when the people come up and they say, I want to come to your country, okay, well, let's check you out. Like I said the other day, Juan, if you've got a drug conviction, guess what, buddy? Go back to your own country. You don't get to come in. But Juanita, hey, your plate's clean. You're good. Come on in. Come on in. Get you a job. Settle in. Learn English. There you go. Also, you got to remember that Ronald Reagan, one of the greatest presidents of all time, in my opinion, if not the greatest president of all time, said to Gorbachev, President uh, Gorbachev of Russia at the time, he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And he was talking about the Berlin Wall, you know, some 30-something years later, and we're talking about building a wall. So I don't know that it's fiscally responsible to build it either uh, because the wall is going to cost us a lot of money to maintain or if it's fiscally responsible to build it because it keeps out people who are potentially going to make a lot of money in this country and pay a lot of taxes. So anyway, that's my little um, libertarian rant. Just something for you to think about. Put a little nugget in your head just to think about it. Okay, folks, that's the end of the podcast. I really appreciate y'all listening. This is a 21-day challenge, 21 podcasts in 21 days with 21 minutes of new content each day. I want to give a shout-out again to my buddy Jason Albert on YouTube, Jason Albert TV, Weird Tennessee on Facebook, and Drew McSalty, The Shift Ender Podcast. We are available through iTunes app, iTunes, the uh, Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, all those cool places all, where all the cool kids hang out. That's where we are. If you want to give me a shout-out again, my email address is kevinspodcastshow at gmail. You can give me a shout-out on Twitter at podcastkevin, and I appreciate you listening. Thank you. See you. Bye. Call the firm. Call that cell for 107. Mr. McLaren, go ahead, please. Hey, McLaren, we got a 31 shot for you. Let me know when you're ready to copy. Go ahead, I'm ready. I got a male patient coming in. Yeah, mid-60s, I'm guessing. We got on scene, found the patient to be, uh, have agonal respirations. I had a sinus, a sinus on the monitor in 68. Uh, this patient's got multiple injuries. His, uh, left leg is, uh, below the knee is fully degloved. He has uh, several other obvious deformities as well. He's got blood coming from his ears. Uh, he's clenched at this time. I got blood pressure, 155 over 117, 155 over 117. Still showing 68 on the monitor. All two stats are 98%. He's being back at this time. We'll give you further final arrival. ETA, about five minutes. Very good, sir. Continue transport. We'll see you in five minutes.